How are you doing, Lucas? I'm good, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. It has been uh, a different week for me. You're fucking... Really? I mean, yeah, it hasn't been bad. It's just like I haven't been having the, the fun of fucking moving into a new place and moving in with friends and all that shit, so... That's it's been a little different for me. That's I true. Spent two days on my fucking ass from the second COVID shot. Yeah, right. It, 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 dude, tell me how that went. Woo, dude, it fucking like legitimately. If I had gotten that, like, if I felt like that without the knowledge that I had just gotten a shot, I would be freaking out, dude. It was such a intense feeling. Oh God, man! I it, like I've heard it's a. It's a, as the white people say, a doozy. It was a doozy, man. It was a, it was a fucking buck and a half. <laughs> well, God, I'm not looking forward to it, but I will get it as soon as I can. The only thing that really helped was that I knew, like, I wasn't, I wasn't in a shitty mood because I'm just, I knew that this was good. You know, I'm like, dude, this is like, yeah, fucking the last year. It's like the last year should end with me feeling like dog shit for a couple of days. And then immediately <laughs> after that, it's just well, not immediately, but pretty soon after that, it's just like, this is basically over for me. Like the whole COVID fucking bullshit. So it's been, yeah, awesome. but you know, we, they, we still got to wait for everyone to get them. And there are a lot of people who will not get the vaccine and stuff. So that's the thing, it's, like, dude, at that point, it's their responsibility to decide if they are willing to hang out with you or not, right? It's just, like, for the last year, it's been everyone's responsibility to figure out, like, dude, is it safe? Should we? Is it worth it? Blah, blah. But now it's just, like, well, I'm vaccinated and you're not. I want to hang out. If you don't want to, I understand. But if you do, it's kind of on you if you get sick. Yeah, but, like, I want to play shows again, you know? Yeah, you Like, will. I want to go out and do public things again but I, I i can't really do that just like with the mindset that a lot of people just aren't gonna you know get vaccinated you know and so like i don't know like who knows what's gonna happen right i mean yeah i guess who knows what's gonna happen but honestly like to me it's just like the world is basically back open once you get that once you get that vaccine it's just like going to eat outdoors, going to play any outdoor shows, like all of that you should be way less worried about, especially if you're vaccinated. Cause even if you do get COVID after getting vaccinated, you're going to, you're not going to go to the hospital. You're just going to get sick. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, it, it, I, I'm a hundred percent sure I've had COVID at some point, not quite sure when I'm 90. So, <laughs> so I've, I've never really been worried about myself, but more about, spreading it to other people you know and like the 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 guilt that comes with that Um, yeah and that's that's... what i mean it's like that you should be guilt-free after doing the vaccine because the vaccine is available if someone decides not to get it then it's a little bit on them if they get sick it's all it's all on them if they get sick yeah but then it's all on us when they develop another variant and suddenly the vaccine we took doesn't work (laughs) Yeah, there's always that chance. I mean, it's life's going to be very different <laughs> moving forward. But <laughs> I, what's cool is that like you can hang out with vaccinated people, and pretty much everyone I know is getting vaccinated. Anyone yeah. I care about is getting it. So fucking, if I don't get to go to the movies anymore, 
because of the fear of that, then it's just like, that's a small price to pay to at least be able to hang out with you again. You know? Yeah, man. And mortales might get back together and jam a little bit before you have to go. Dude, we might be able to crazy. We might be able to get that Sandy's and just hang out and, and listen to drips. Our fucking bro day. Our bro day, dude. Our bro day in the sun. Dude, we deserve a bro day in the sun. I feel like we've earned it by now. We've been good for the last year, man. Like you are like one of the people I know that was just like you were you were taking it seriously and being responsible. And it's just like that's another cool that was another good feeling after getting that vaccine. Like I just looked at Christina and I was just like, dude, we did it. Like <laughs> we made it. Like we made did it, it through. Yeah. Like we are one of the good ones. <laughs> like we, <laughs> we didn't hang out with people. We weren't irresponsible. We didn't get anyone sick. We didn't get sick. It was just like that. Like it was definitely like I mean, a, a pat on the back. Yeah. You and you and Christina of all people, I feel like y'all were some of the more, more cautious people that I talked to about this. Super cautious. I have like anxiety. We... So COVID fucking, I was doing really well with my health anxiety the whole time I was with Christina. She hadn't seen that side of me yet. And then COVID started happening and it just skyrocketed. It went from zero to a thousand, like almost overnight to the point Man. where I was too scared to pet Bo. I was too scared to like, uh, dude, oh. dude. Yeah. It got, it was really bad for a while. So I know that she took it extra seriously because of how, extra cautious I was right you know yeah. so she was there for me thankfully she didn't like you know ridicule me or anything like she was there she dealt with it she fucking yeah. did what made me comfortable even though she felt like it might have been overboard um and I really like love her for that a lot yeah man that's good to hear like I it's it's really good that you found someone who can support you like that you know yeah, for sure. I mean, there's got to be, it must be so hard to be in a house where one person is like really taking it seriously. And the other person's like, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of been like that for, for everyone in general or, or for me. Cause I, you know, me and my friends have taken it seriously. And then people like my mom and in these anti-maskers and stuff, like they don't care. Right. It's so strange to me. Um, but I know I was going overboard, man. Like we would get takeout and I would use like, I wouldn't eat out of the takeout box. I'm just like, no, what if, what if there's COVID on this? So oh, I would, man. I would, we would like Christina would hold the takeout box or I would, and the other one would with tongs or a spatula or something. We would like get our food out, put it on a plate. We'd like serve ourselves, <laughs> wash our hands immediately afterwards. Like, Anytime yeah. we got like Topo Chico from a, a, you know, a place that we'd go to or whatever, like we'd have to put it in cups. I wasn't going to drink it out of the bottle. You know, like I was super hyper cautious and I didn't really think I knew it was overboard, but I didn't really think much of it until we, the fucking snowstorm happened and we had to go to Christina's cousin's place. And one night we got takeout, we got like Chinese and I went to go pick it up and I was already stressed out just having to go pick up the food, like yeah. just having to go anywhere. I was stressing out. So um, they already saw a little bit of that where I was just like, man, like <laughs> right. when, I, when I called to order, it sounded like there was like, it was like New Year's Eve going on in the background. I'm like, dude, there are so many people at this restaurant. Cause imagine like after the snowstorm, not a lot of places were open to get food. Yeah. Right. So the restaurants that were got they, fucking they were slammed, dude. Yeah. yeah. So this Chinese restaurant was popping. It was 
a fucking party and I heard oh, it man. when I called in and immediately was just like, God damn it. Now I don't want to go pick it up because there's going to be a shit ton of people there and I'm going to be fucking scared. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, when we came back and, and her cousin and her cousin's uh, husband like saw the way that we were like serving the food and we were like, and it's messy. Of course, like I'm getting like fried rice with a fucking spatula and trying to put it onto a plate. Like, so I'm yeah, making yeah, a mess yeah. and they were like, they looked at me like I was insane and I don't blame them, but like Christina fucking, she was bought in, dude. She didn't fuck. She, she just looked at him and she was like, yeah, this is how we do it. Like Lucas doesn't like to eat out of the thing. So we just serve ourselves. And they were like, okay. And you know, like Christina, like had my fucking back on it. She didn't try and be like, I know like this is how we like to do it. Or like fucking, you know, ridicule me or anything like, but that was the f- first moment in the last year that a, I've been around people and B they saw me serving the takeout <laughs> like that. And I was just like, Oh yeah, I think I forgot how extra this is. <laughs> well, it's, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to penalize you for being so cautious. You know, it's like, I wish I could be as cautious, but I work a job in a warehouse full of people. And yeah. so do my friends. You know, so it's kind of like we don't really have that that freedom of safety to just like work from our houses. You know, like yeah, when when it first started, our friend was working at Whataburger, right? And so, and we lived with them, and so like, it's it's kind of it's inevitable, silly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's inevitable it's at that point, dude. That sucks too. That's just like, it was kind of the same thing with me. Like at the time when everything started, I was living with two of my friends. One of them only worked with a couple people in Luling and Luling. I don't even think has any COVID cases or they probably do, but they did not for a long time. So like, they're just a little, little town. But yeah. my other buddy worked at um, the coffee roaster that Michael works at, at fucking third coast. So like he was going to work every day with at least 10 people and he would come back home and I'm just like, it's just a matter of fucking time. Like it is just a matter of time at this point. And man, and well, uh, they haven't had a problem, which is awesome. But yeah, dude, that was, that was hard living with people that I was like, I can't control what y'all do. Like, yeah. Yeah. Fuck. You know, and like, yeah, it, it was rough. <laughs> Too many variables, man. But, I like more uh, controls in my experiments. I, I want to tell you, uh, when when the pandemic started, my dad and, uh, you know, his wife were very, very cautious. Like, they, they would get groceries delivered, and then they would, like, sanitize all the groceries before touching them. That was such uh, a bitch. I hated doing that. But my, my, my stepmom would soak her phone in bleach. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually it broke. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Because she was soaking it in bleach. Why not just spray it down? Just like spray it or just like quick wipe it or something. But like. Dude, I cleaned my phone every day too. Oh, but I sprayed it. I sprayed it with a, with a thing and it immediately wiped it down. Like she just fucking dunked it. Like she was fucking. It's it, her words. She soaked it in bleach. Oh I don't know God. what that means. I don't know if there was a bleach jar that she just dunked it in. Yeah. Sounds like know. it. But. <laughs> and she was like, I replace the bleach every time. I don't trust it. 
Yeah, uh, you know, it's good to hear that, honestly, because I have felt like a fucking psycho for the last year, and it's good to hear that other people were, like, doing ridiculous shit like I was. Yeah, man. Uh, well, like, at the start, when we didn't really know what this thing was, or how deadly, or how it spread, it was it was scary. It was a scary time. Super fucking scary. You it was know? definitely a lot of moments of just like, dude, is this what life is like now? Like, we just can't go anywhere? Like, yeah. we're not gonna be able to do anything? Like, it was really scary and going to the first time going to the store um and seeing everyone in mass i've i oh. started fucking crying dude dude i i remember when we were first just starting to wear masks and you told me that like you would see people on the street and they would wear masks and you would get kind of mad because yeah. uh you know like it, it was like maybe they were sick or something and yeah. there was a there was a weird kind of because americans never really use masks for anything except for doctor hospital stuff. Uh, people in Japan, like if they get sick, they'll put on a mask and they'll just go about their day. That's why you kind of see it in, you know, anime and manga and stuff like that. And all those uh, fucking pandemic movies and all those pandemic movies. And so it was just kind of weird when it, when Americans started doing it. Cause like, yeah, it's, we, we don't know what it means. Yeah. You put it on and, you immediately kind of judge the person with the mask on like you're hiding something or you know you have you have the coronavirus don't get yeah it's like get the fuck away from me yeah yeah when i saw someone wearing a mask i'm just like dude that means you're sick get the fuck away from me yeah Uh, but it was the same thing like growing up anytime i traveled growing up fucking you know i still thought it until this fucking pandemic happened but it was anytime I traveled and I saw someone wearing a mask at the airport, I'm just like, fucking stay away from that person. <laughs> like, who knows what the fuck they got. But it, it, it makes it so crazy now that we would just like go into work with with like a cold or something, you know, and we wouldn't wear a mask or anything. And, and that's part of the culture in general is going to work sick. It's just like, stay the fuck home. Why do you want me to come here sick? Ugh, it makes no but- sense. <laughs> and now I'm upset. You, well, you know what else is sick, Lucas? <laughs> what? What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the EBP Cast. And that is short for what? The Earbuds Podcast. That's right. <laughs> this is a podcast where we talk about very good albums as very good friends. And we do it for a very good amount of time, I'd say. Uh, we are the odd couple of podcasts, and uh, unfortunately, nobody calls us the pod... April Fools, I got you. Everybody calls us the pod couple of oddcasts. <laughs> Every single person that I've ever met calls us the pod couple of oddcasts. My mom is saying it's, it's getting weird. It's getting a little freaky. I like it, though. Uh, I can't hate it. Yeah. Uh, this is a great episode we got for y'all. We have Unlocked by Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats. Y'all, I am so excited. This is, and this is a pre-pandemic album. This came out in like February 2020. I didn't realize it was that new. Yeah. I, I, uh, I remember when it came out, I saw a YouTube video of, Denzel Curry and Kenny Beats and it just said unlocked and it was basically a visual album a bunch of music videos for every song yeah that's dope I still haven't seen it I I read that on the Wikipedia and I, I want to see it it's like a, they're calling it a short film 
Oh, yeah, dude. Man, you didn't watch it? Nah, dog. I didn't, dude. I can't really understate how little research I do for this podcast. <laughs> it really well, is just like bare men. Um, maybe not bare men, but I'm not doing I'm not doing much, but I do I'll, plan on watching the video eventually. Okay, I'll make it up for you. Yeah, I figured I'll, you I'll, would. <laughs> the uh, the video, every song has a music video, all in different styles. Like one of the music videos will be in the style of Junji Ito, which is a Japanese horror manga artist. Ooh. And one of the styles is like Robot Chicken with the stop motion claymation uh, shit action action figures, and so it's all animated though. Yes, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's all animated in one way or another, probably by different artists, maybe different studios. And honestly, some of them kind of look a little cheap. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it, like commissioning that many uh music videos animated is crazy. So, yeah. you know, they didn't get their money back for that shit. That that's no. just something they did cuz they wanted to. <laughs> but, you know what? They they got my respect. They got they got my full seal of approval. This came out and this is uh still my favorite record of Denzel and Kenny. Man, it is I haven't heard a lot of Kenny's shit, man, but the beats on this fucking record, dude. Dude, these are his best beats by far, in my opinion. They're so fucking good. Like, they're so, like... Because Denzel is very hype, right? Like, a lot of his stuff is hype. And yeah. this has a really cool balance of, like, hype. But with, like... You can still just sit there and just, like, bob your head to it and just chill, you know? And right. it's, like, just appreciates all the things that are going on in the beats, too. And, yeah. dude, I can't believe that I read somewhere that f some fucking guy from Pitchfork said that these beats are uh quote unquote like his laziest stuff that he's written it sounded that the what? he said all the beats like denzel's killing it but all the beats sound like they were like in kenny's fucking backlog that he was like yeah whatever i got these fucking seven beats come on these beats man. sound like they were made for this record to me like it does not sound like these were like backup beats at all no these these beats are great man in like it's kind of weird to say that because Kenny makes like a lot of trap music. Yeah, you know, I, I listen to artists. Yeah, yeah, and like that's the stuff that to, to me sounds to say that's just because I'm not very well versed in trap at all, and that's just my ignorance. But these, you I ignorant, know, man, these are cool beats. There's a reason they they. <laughs> what, I'm sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> uh, mm, keep going. <laughs> what did you hear? Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a reason they released an instrumental version of this album. You know? Yeah, for sure. Like it's it's cause there's substance there. I want Kenny to do uh shit like this moving forward where he does like one album with a, a specific artist. It looks like he's done that a few times, maybe. Yeah. But also put out just beats. And like there's a my favorite producer is called Alchemist. He like works with Action Bronson. Right. Bunch of other guys, Freddie Gibbs, Schoolboy Q. And he but he doesn't you know, like Schoolboy usually uses that kind of trappy type beats, and Freddie Gibbs also kind of does the trappy type stuff. But he, whenever they they go with Alchemist, they're doing his beats, and Alchemist does like very specific style of beats. Yeah, and if and, uh, if Kenny Beats does all his shit like this, I want to listen to albums of, of just that. 
what was that what was that album with alchemist and uh freddie gibbs it was like papa stroni or something papa uh, Leone. it was definitely uh link it was alfredo alfredo that's yeah it. yeah yeah <laughs> what was it I, La- I, fucking linguini linguini lasagna <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was fucking great man that was a great album i i've heard a lot of people say it's one of the better rap albums of 2020 I, I would agree. It was like, 2020, right? Yeah, yeah. It came out last year. That's the thing with Alchemist, too, is like he'll put out like four or five albums a year. Three of them will <laughs> Dude, be instrumentals. Stop. Yeah, three of them are instrumentals. Two of them are just fucking, you know, collaborating with one specific artist. And it's all pretty fire, dude. He he works with some really good MCs, you know. But yeah, Kenny's Kenny's beats on this record go from like, like they, they go from like kind of futuristic like almost like Den, uh, Deltron thirty thirty style beats, yeah, and then like boom bap like nineties, and then he'll do like the trip hop like stripper hip hop beats shit too, and it's and it's yeah. all fucking good. There's a good range here with 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 all the beats, and they'll go like kind of weird, not psychedelic, but pretty trippy. Kinda, they'll go to odd trippy spaces. Lots of cool synth, lots of like electronic bass. And if if you've ever watched the den or uh, it, the cave, I haven't. I want to now though because I I read about it. Oh, dude, you gotta check it out. It's Kenny Beats brings on different rappers and he makes a beat in like an hour and they do a freestyle over it. Right. That's a and such a cool idea. It's so cool because you get to see these rappers. You kind of see how it all works, right? You kind of see them get to bully Kenny, which is. <laughs> always funny has anyone ever been a dick on there or is it always just like good vibes uh yeah a couple people have been kind of uh vince staples was i feel like he was going a bit hard on kenny like i don't know their relationship though uh lil yachty was i think one of the only rappers who came in lil yachty brought his whole gang and he brought jesus i think his personal producer right and so the producer and Kenny were working on this beat together and Lil Yachty just left, came back, listened to the beat. He's like, nah, nah, I ain't doing this. This isn't, this isn't it. Oh. And it's like one of the only times that Kenny made a beat that the rapper just like refused to rap on. Wow. Uh, uh, sorry, Lil Yachty. You're just lucky to be here. Dude, Lil Yachty is an enigma to me. I don't know how that dude is still so relevant honestly is he he is at this point after 2020 is he still relevant well i mean it's hard to tell at this point because like you know what is relevant in 2020 2021 when no one's touring and yeah true i know that he put out his like third record i think last year but uh dude i've never been impressed with him he sounds like he has a mouthful of marbles (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't know about Yachty and his. Uh, have you heard like I like Minnesota, go like Minnesota? Nah, dude. No, I, any uh. any song that I put on by him, it lasts about like forty five seconds before I turn it off and go to the <laughs> next one because it, it just all of it sounds like. I'm just like I can't understand what he's saying. It sounds almost like a joke. Like, his voice is so low and monotone, it almost sounds like a fucking joke. Well, in any case... Uh, now I'm upset the, again. The the cave, I, I'm pretty sure it's called The Cave. 
is the cave, yeah, not the it's den. great, man. My yeah. favorite episodes are Thundercat, uh, Doja Cat. <laughs> okay. No other cats. Uh, ah, crap. The one with uh, <laughs> I forget. It's like the most famous episode. I can't remember. Is it Jesus is the one? Zach Fox. Uh, okay. Those are those are my favorite episodes. You should definitely check it out. He's got some big people on there. He's got JPEG Mafia does one. Uh, he's got, you know, Vince Staples does one. Earth Gang. Oh, Earth Gang's my shit. Yeah, dude. He's got, like, he's got some big people on there. It's like, how do you know all these guys? Slow tie. Dude, uh, it's he's Kenny Beats, man. He's working with some big names at this point. Yeah, but it's it's just so weird because his first project, I think, as a producer was with uh, this artist named Key. Mm-hmm. It's like, who's that? I don't know who that is. Yeah, I, I put it on a playlist earlier. I haven't listened to it yet, but <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> I never heard of him either. I, I, but he's, I saw he's a, getting uh, up there, man. Yeah, for sure. Man, He if if a lot of his stuff is like this record, then... Uh, he deserves to get more attention and get bigger names on there and shit. Like, and I think I, I think I inadvertently saw one episode of that, but it wasn't, it was like an episode of another show that happened on the cave. Um, it's, it's like a commercial bump or something. No, no. It was a show with this, uh, with a chef that I like a lot called Maddie Matheson. And he has, do you know Benny Blanco? He's another producer, songwriter. Mm, sounds a bit familiar, but no, I don't know. Well, uh, Benny Blanco and Maddie Matheson got a show together where they were just like doing really random stuff. And it was a YouTube show that they did together. They're hilarious together. And um, one of the episodes, they went to an episode of The Cave and they did an episode of The Cave with Maddie doing a freestyle. Oh. And he, it was, Maddie was horrible. And Kenny looked like <laughs> visibly like upset. <laughs> <laughs> He like trust Benny Blanco because this dude's worked with like Beyonce and shit. And then Benny brings him fucking Maddie <laughs> Matheson who can't sing. He, he doesn't know how to rhyme. They were just like, dude, just come up with a rhyme. And he like couldn't do it. And they're just like, do you know how to rhyme? Oh, man. I, I need to watch that episode. I'll try and find a link for you. It was I didn't realize that that's what I was watching until you started telling me about the show. I'm like, oh, dude, I have seen an episode of that. Yeah. <laughs> not surprised Kenny didn't put it on his own channel though <laughs> I, well I can't wait to watch it regardless it's great uh, but getting into the album man uh, what was your I I think I, I listened to it when it came out and a couple months later I recommended it to you for your album of the day yep and what was your what what did you think about it man Man, uh, yeah, when you when I listened to it for my album of the day, I fucking loved it. I had not really heard anything by Denzel at that point except his Bulls on Parade cover on Like a Version. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'd heard a little bit from my friend Fernando, but he, he just put it on one time when we were driving around. He's just like, dude, there's this guy Denzel, fucking awesome. And I was like, all right. And I was listening to it, and I was like, wasn't into it at the time. And I think it was like 2015, 2016 when he showed me. And I was just like, all right, cool. Like, whatever. Yeah, it's cool. And and then we, you know, I've kind of moved on. But then you recommended this one. And kind of, for some reason, coming from you, I was just like, okay, this dude doesn't listen to a lot of hip-hop. He's recommending this album. It must be good. <laughs> like, the other hip-hop album that you recommended to me, I liked a lot, too. Brockhampton. Yeah. Right. This one was, I 
really, really fucking like this album, dude. I think like it it has a mixtape feel. It 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 like Frederick Douglass, it's time to pick my brain apart. Looking at the menu, motherfucker, I'm a man with art. Which I like a lot. Like I haven't heard mixtapes in a long time. Yeah. And uh I like that they were instrumental tracks, like in between a few of the songs. There's, this is only 17 minutes long. This whole episode, or this it's, whole yeah, it's uh, seven tracks, I believe, or eight. Seven, I think it's. Let me, yeah, I think it's eight tracks. Yeah, it's eight, and two of them, track one and track seven, are kind of like track one's an intro, seven's kind of an intermission before the last song. <laughs> yeah, it's an intermission. It's like kind of a weird placement, like a two-minute little instrumental part where they just take some samples of other songs on the record and just put those lines over it and stuff. And it's, I really, that they gave it a very mixtape feel to me. And it's, it, it is a vibe. I like, I love mixtapes and I just hadn't heard one in a long time, Hmm. but I love that. It's like every song is like two and a half minutes long and they're all fucking strong, dude. There's not one weak song on this record. Yeah, I think so as well. That's why it was so hard for me to pick uh, choice nugs for this one. Mm-hmm. You know, it it was kind of decided on which ones had the, you know, like iconic lines and in my favorite beats and how else do you decide what your favorite rap song is? I guess, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, good point. But it is it is super hard to to decide, man. It's it's so incredible, man. It's really impressive, dude. And it, apparently, they did it in three days. Yeah, uh, I heard that this entire record is Denzel freestyling. No. Straight up. Dude, it's, that's unbelievable if that's true. It's insane cuz this is this is some good like I knew you'd like this record cuz this is some braggadocious stuff right here. And the wordplay is fucking like next level, dude. Oh. Yeah, dude. Talking about like and the, and the subject matter, right? Like I love like he talks about video games and comic books and like classic <laughs> rap references and anime shit and action movies it's like all my shit he goes all over the place and he just pulls references out of nowhere and i don't know man it's it's just it's cool stuff to get into you get into the lyrics and you're like oh i had no idea that was like a reference to something dude it's, it's yeah for sure right like going through genius you're just like all the annotations which are pretty cool because some of them are by denzel yeah he did a genius episode yeah, I think about With, uh, diet. Diet. Yeah, yeah. Which is one of my choices. Me too. Yeah, uh, and I think it was my I think it was my choice snug when I listened to it last year too. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, literally in the first song, like he'll go from talking about Frederick Douglass to Sun Tzu to Drake to like you know, it's, and that's in the first like three lines. Yeah, and in the chorus, he's referencing Bubba Sparks and Kali Ma, <laughs> the fucking bad guy, or I don't know if it's a bad guy, but it's a reference to Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. Yeah. I'm just like, it's just, it's kind of like Action Bronson where Denzel just, it's not just how good he is. His delivery is so fucking cool. The aggression in his delivery is just, yeah. Uh, just, I'll just fucking gobble that shit up all day. And, oh, dude, you, you watched the uh, episode with Denzel Curry, the, the cave episode with Denzel Curry. That dude doesn't stop. I, <laughs> man, he really impressed me. Also, one of my favorite episodes. I, that's the first one I'm going to watch for sure. But he yeah, he dude. really impressed me with his Bulls on Parade cover. He can scream yeah. like a motherfucker, man. 
dude he gets so hyped and you could see he is so into it in these songs yeah i i I looked at a couple live videos you would have no idea that this is the same guy writing these albums like if you if you listen to taboo and then you went to a denzel curry show you would have no idea what's going on is it is it it totally different yeah because like on on taboo it's a lot of kind of kind of low-key trap stuff oh okay i haven't heard taboo yet it's got a clout cobain he's like i'm gonna kill myself they just want to kill myself you know in black (laughs) balloons uh which it's kind of it's it's kind of chill and then you go to the show and he's just like he's like screaming he's bouncing up and down (laughs) i i saw a show where he covered um chop suey by system of a down Ooh. Which is like, yeah, I'd love to watch Denzel Curry cover Chop Suey. Fuck yeah, dude. I bet he does a killer like, cover of that. He only did it till, he only did like half of the song, which is, you know, disappointing. But like, he was into it, you know? It's it's interesting too, man. He seems like a really interesting dude because I've seen interviews with him and like that that manga Japanese food show that he did that was really interesting on YouTube. Yeah. And he seems so chill. <laughs> <laughs> and then his his music is fucking angry and aggressive and his like he sounds so fucking mad on a lot of these songs <laughs> or just cool. It's like he's either mad or just fucking cool as shit. And but yeah, it's like I was saying earlier too. It's like it's not just like his delivery, it's and his wordplay, but it's is is the shit that he talks about that makes me like him so much. Like same with Action Bronson. It's just like, y'all are just talking about all this shit that I like. And <laughs> it it makes me like them even more. Because there's so many times with rappers that I don't understand what they're talking about. I don't connect with the gunplay stuff and, you know, the, the trap house stuff and selling drugs and shit. Like, that's what so much well, rap content is about. Yeah, and myself included in that. I've never experienced anything close to that, so that's why I'd... You know, I, I usually just appreciate rap for what it is. Like I for sure. I, I don't try to connect to it or anything. You know? I like I still I love to pimp a butterfly, even though zero percent of it is related to me. Yeah, you've you know? never pimped a butterfly. You've... I've tried. Never successful. <laughs> they can't be controlled, dude. It's 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 so hard to catch them. They're free spirits. Their little wings. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, you know, it goes from like, talk about gun, like he talks about gunplay on this too, like, but not nearly, it's such a small percentage of like what his content is about. And then, you know, he'll do references to fucking Indiana Jones. And I'm just like, I get that. I like that. It makes me like you. Yeah, man. I, I like just the fact that he's an anime nerd is so cool to me. Very cool. As, as an anime nerd. And I'll see some of his references sometimes. And he'll like, he just references the stuff he likes in his music, man. And it feels like sometimes rappers just stick to, I don't know, what everyone else says. And they never really put their personality into it. Yeah, I feel Uh, like, uh, I don't know if it's true, but I feel like rappers rap about things that they think people want them to rap about. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, rap is kind of the mainstream music right now. And so yep, when you totally. make mainstream music, you make music that you think people are going to want to hear, you know? Yeah. I just don't know why I'd want to listen to a rap song about where a lot of the lines are about you fucking my girlfriend. 
<laughs> that seems to be a repeated thing. <laughs> it's a trend, and I don't like it. <laughs> and, I mean, I, I think Denzel still, he still does that, you know, from time to time. But he it, if this is all freestyle, it's kind of crazy how creative he is, you know, and what he pulls from. I can't believe this is freestyle, dude. If it is, like, Denzel is one of the greatest to me now. I honestly think he could be one of the greatest rappers of all time, man. I, I think he has the wow. potential to, to really land himself in that in that Hall of Fame if he keeps going, if he makes, you know, if he really puts his all into an album. Not that I don't think that he's, like, half-baked any of these albums or anything, you know, but I, I think one, one, like, masterpiece album... <laughs> is it that's gonna do it yeah he needs like um he just needs more like commercial success like he needs to have like a like you said like a breakout hit because he's legitimately one of the best i've heard of this generation of rappers for sure like he's after listening to more of his stuff in the last year like he's up there with action bronson and, and action's my favorite rapper yeah <laughs> and Denzel's quickly becoming one of my favorites. Like between this album and 32 Zell, which is another kind of shorter EP. Holy shit, man. It's just, it's all good. Dude. I'm, I'm so mad at myself that I didn't get a chance to listen to that before recording this episode. That's a hype one to me, dude. And it's just, it's so it's again, it's, he's just rapping about shit that I'm just like, yes, I know what you're talking about. And I like it. I like all of it. <laughs> I did a, I did listen to zoo and taboo and 13 which are you know just whatever albums and stuff zoo is my favorite uh of those but this is still my favorite of his discography i I need to listen to zoo that one looks like just from the cover alone it'd be like an old school rap album yeah it's kind of it's kind of old school it's got these zoo especially he has a lot of these catchy choruses you know that that stick in your head and you can't get them out followed by these great verses i don't know i don't know how to describe rap albums but dude i think i think a really important uh thing with rap is the the producers that they work with so like that shows denzel's like taste of like the quality of stuff that he's gonna put out is like all of the beats that he uses he doesn't always work with kenny beats and all the beats that he's used that i've heard i fucking love and they're probably all different producers, you know? Yeah. So that's like a sign of quality of someone when they have good taste, I feel like. Like the quality of like thing, art that they're going to create, if they have good taste, is probably going to be pretty goddamn good. Yeah, for sure. And that, in that they're confident enough that they're not going to stick with this one producer that they know they're going to do well with. They're, they're ready to go with someone else on it, you know, on, on a dime. Yeah, which is interesting because that apparently is as part of the story of this album being made is uh I think it was Denzel's current producer like a few, a couple of years before this got made or something like said, "Hey, I want I think you and Kenny should work together." And then they meet up and Denzel like doesn't like the beats or something. He was just like, "Nah, I don't want to do this." And then he got mad because Kenny used one of the beats that, that he was that was supposed to be for Denzel for another person. And then Denzel yeah. heard the song and he was like, what the fuck, man? Like, you just gave away my beat, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So they had like a weird beef for a while before hooking up again. Yeah. Well, 
yeah they uh it's it's a very odd story and right before they shot the episode of the cave that they did they kind of called each other and they squashed the beef and i think that episode is like a day after they talked everything out and then wow. to promote this album they actually started a fake beef on twitter with each other <laughs> that's awesome they, they were like going back and forth and they promoted the album and it worked like people paid attention that's that's genius dude dude that's like <laughs> like like people people do that all the time you know but it, it works yeah that's that's really that's fucking hilarious man it was crazy to hear that because you know you listen to this album and it sounds like they're both into it you know like it sounds like they're both working hard hard on it so it's just like it's weird to find out that they were like didn't like each other for a while yeah because they they seem like they I don't know. They're ve- they're very in sync with what they're trying to do with their theme, with their moods that they're creating. Yeah, Denzel sounds like he's having fun. So you're like, oh, these are like just two dudes, just two friends hanging out in the studio writing a badass EP. Yeah, and they they kind of pushed each other. Like it, 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 Kenny would make some weird stuff, and Denzel would try to go with it. That's you know? cool, man. And that'd be so fun to just have the studio time. To just fuck around all night. Dude, I, I've, you know, we all want to be freestyle rappers. We all want to be rappers. I've wanted so bad. I just can't do it, you know, for a lot of reasons. But <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get in the studio and just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to be a producer. I want to, I want to be Kenny Beats. So I'm just like, give me all your equipment. Give me a studio. Dude, you be Kenny Beats. I'll be Denzel. Let's get this thing rolling. We can at least do it for Halloween. <laughs> you can get some dreads and a nose ring. Uh, I think I have some face paint. There's some like black face paint at Party City. That's So that's I think a, I can no, get that. Don't do that part. Huh? Don't do the... Skip the skip the paint. But do the dread you are i know but do the, the, i know the you already have fun. dreads and uh yeah a nose ring. i mean like so you noticed no i mean like I've been, you, I've been growing it out i know you got dreads somewhere around the house <laughs> hopefully that doesn't get lost in the move yeah i mean no don't worry that's in my top priority of things to move do you ever have like first it's oh sorry go ahead <laughs> i was gonna say first it's the computer then the dreads then the bed uh, you know yeah make sure the dreads are somewhere in there so you don't forget them yeah you got to put yeah. them before something else but uh did, did you ever have like a fake earring or a fake piercing no i've kind of wanted to get one just to see how it'll look but i've never i've never have you i mean i don't i'm i'm pretty sure i had like magnetic earring like one of those like fake plugs at one point <laughs> before i got real plugs but uh that was like a thing growing up that was like, I wanted a nose ring or an eyebrow ring or whatever. And I just never got like a fake one from those little like 25 cent dispensers. <laughs> yeah. But always wanted one. So you got to get one. You got to just get one of those fake nose rings. Where do I get those? I'll, do I like blazer laser tag? Gotta cl- like, do I got Yeah, you can find one on the ground of any fucking gaddies. <laughs> <laughs> if you win 25 tickets, you can probably get one at a Chuck E. Cheese. You know, Chuck E. Cheese is where I got my dreads. Dude, that must have been my, a shit ton of tickets. It was, man. I, I, I did the little B 
Busy Bee Net game like 10 times for that, dude. It took like 100 tickets. Plus you had to like give him a 10 or or 20. Yeah, I did yeah, I did have to bribe the dude. I was like, I know this isn't enough, but maybe Mr uh Maybe Mr. Jackson can convince you otherwise. <laughs> Mr. Reg- Reggie Jackson. <laughs> Pass him a fake 20. <laughs> <laughs> this is my dollar that I made. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a bona fide Brett buck. <laughs> Those are worth a hundred real life bucks, according to me. I'm trying to get that started. Trying to get a new currency going. Yeah. It's like Bitcoin, but like more physical. You'll see. It's You'll it'll come around. Brettcoin. Brettcoin. Yeah. Uh, dude, <laughs> to get back to this uh, album for once, fucking diet is one of our choices, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it's I love the chorus so much. It's like this is like a party song. It's. It's weird because it, he delivers it like a party song, but the beat itself doesn't seem like it would really be able to be at a party, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's got but, the deep uh, fucking 808 bass, though. Yeah. It's got the uh, <laughs> it's got the part where Denzel's basically, he's been possessed by the ghost of DMX. Yes, dude. You know? I mean... Get money from a shot, then deposit it. Uh, your show's got no hoes. I acknowledge it. Like I acknowledge it. I, I also love that line that like he can, you know, recognize and kind of diss on himself. Your show's got no hoes. I acknowledge it. <laughs> I saw an interview where where he was like addressing that line. I think it was on Genius. He was like, "Yeah, man, listen to my music. Like, no girls are gonna be into that." Yeah, he, like it's just dudes at my shows. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he fucking he annotated this that line on Genius, and he's like, "There was a while my shows didn't have no hose because of because all my shows it's just rager and stuff like that." So he said he didn't. Yeah, it wasn't still until he came out with like Clout Cobain and Black Balloons, like you those songs you already mentioned that like more women started going to his shows. Mm. More of a slower stuff, I guess. Yeah, slower, kind of more more trap. Friendly. One man, Ichiban, fresh out of Japan. Do as I command. Oh. Uh. oh, dude, I love that line. Ichiban, dude. That's Japanese for like number one. Dude, he's such dude, a... Just showing what a weeb this guy is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I love like... <laughs> I told him, please go to church and please get on a diet. Please get on a diet. <laughs> yeah, this song is so fucking hype, dude. Yo, show's got no hoes. But, like, it's weird because it starts off pretty chill. You know, Pamela Anderson, Pam Greer, the man's here. No fear came through with no tears. Yeah. I don't cry. Matter of fact, I don't lie like a bedside. That's uh, so good. <laughs> uh, and then it just, like, I, I think he just gets more excited. And then he transforms in the DMX <laughs> for, <laughs> for the chorus. It's like halfway through the verse like, he starts getting into it. They're like, Finito, I got New Jersey's like I was a Guido. The ego. Oh, that's a great line, too. If you want a free throw. Like, ah. Uh, <laughs> the tyrant, the titan, the ochre, the lycan, the vampire taking over empire. Ah. Uh, dude, I'm seriously. Oh. If, if, he's, if he's just coming up with that shit on the spot, that is just so dude, badass. If the game was a tooth, I'm a fucking pair of pliers. Uh. <laughs> like, it, it, as as a white dude who is not super into the rap scene, I don't think I know exactly what a freestyle is. 
you know right there's no way he's just going in the booth and he's just got nothing prepared and he's doing this i think it's just that the dude's writing the beat and he just writes fresh stuff yeah see that's different to me like if you're just going in to the booth and you're fucking you got nothing on the brain and you're just like all right put on a beat and you hear it once and you go all right let's do it and you fucking go in like that's insane if he did that with with these songs I don't I don't think that's what it means when they say it's a freestyle. If he's sitting there and he's like writing it down, listening to the beat and everything, that's that's still impressive, obviously. I mean the wordplay and the the alliteration and the rhyming and shit, like those inner rhymes and stuff, like yeah. it's, it's so impressive. And the referencing, being able to like put so many references in there are like it's it's impressive no matter what. But yeah. you know, for me to write something like this, it would take months. Yeah, I've like I've I've tried on sef- several occasions to write a rap song and it it just like I just don't have the brain for it man and also I'm not a huge lyric guy and rappers are only lyrics uh, uh some <laughs> are well yeah sure yeah some are all We're... flair no fucking substance we're not talking about like young thug or anything, you know. Yeah, or the baby. The baby. Fucking the baby. What a joke. <laughs> dude, I love the baby. Really? I can't stand him, dude. Dude, it's it, he's just kind of a dumb dude. He sounds dumb. That's why I think it's funny. <sighs> yeah, it's just and and, and smoke perp. <laughs> See, uh, have you heard of that guy? D- that's like a below a level I can't get to. Smoke perp and little yachty and. There's like a level of rappers that I would even put below to baby. And he's one of them, dude. I can't even give him the time of day. Shotty got the fatty. Dude, that <laughs> he's he's a interesting fucking guy, man. Smoke perp? Yeah. No, no, man. Who am I thinking of? It's not smoke perp. It's a dude who like wears like he gets like press on nails and shit now, and he's like He Oh, Lil Pump. Lil Pump. Lil Pump is the guy that I thought you were talking about. Because Smoke Perp is just straight up looks like he took remedial classes his entire life. (laughs) But Lil Pump just looks like a dude who, you know, is pretty smart about his business. But he's just trying to, you know, make as much money as possible. So he was one of the, he started supporting Trump when Biden's tax plan came out. And it's just like, dude, you're literally for for the money. You're just going to support this fucking massive piece of shit. And then he went to a Trump rally and spoke at it. And Trump introduced him as my friend, rapper Lil Pimp. (laughs) And that fucking idiot just went up there with a Trump hat on, didn't correct Trump at all. Just said like, what's up everyone? Trump 2020, right? And everyone starts cheering. He's just like, you know, he's just such a fucking idiot. But anyway, yeah. In any case, what was what was your other uh, choice, Nug? Dude, like you said, it was kind of, it was pretty hard to pick. Uh, I, it was really between uh, Cosmic and and Layup, but I, yeah. I think I went with Layup. I like I like Layup a lot. I think Layup is one of the shorter tracks, right? Yeah, Layup is uh, it's less than two minutes. <laughs> Which. I think the average length for these tracks is about two to two and a half minutes. So that's not saying much. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's like a minute 45, this one, but it reminds me a lot of like, uh, it's, it sounds like a Kendrick beat that Kendrick would use. Yeah. A little, it's kind of got a moody vibe about it for sure. It's got that, that, this, that synthesizer kind of soundscape 
thing going on in the background where there's not really notes yeah. playing, but there's just this sound happening. Kind of gives it like an industrial sound. Yeah. It kind of, yeah, it sounds like what you would hear in like an abandoned fucking warehouse or something. It's just like this, <laughs> this like metallic kind of sound that really reverb in the back. But it's cool too because it goes from kind of like a stripped down verse. And then once the chorus comes in, I think that's when the bass starts hitting. Yeah. And I, I, it, I like that. I like when they hold off on the bass a little. Denzel's got a thing for hooks too, man. He's so good at writing a hook. Like, he he just, I don't know, he he could just come up with them off the top of his head, it seems. It's just catchy. He knows how to deliver it. Sorry, I do not wait up. Ball, just like a layup. Till it's yeah. laid down. Yeah. On one hand, I'm a pharaoh. On the other hand, I'm a deal dope. And yeah. I always thought he used to say dildo there, and it confused me. On the other hand, I'm dildo. On the other hand, I'm a dildo. And I, uh, I love the GTA also, reference, the Franklin's on me, Los Santos. Diamonds <laughs> on me, no Thanos. Too, too smooth like Lando. Like, fucking GTA, Avengers, and Star Wars. Like, three lines in a <laughs> row that I'm just like, God damn, dude, just take all my money. Uh, why, why do I got to go on tour to show I'm going through stages? What a great fucking line, right? That's that's a great line, What a great man. line, dude. That word. I wonder if he'd been saving that one, because, like, I don't know. That's... <laughs> And the, but then uh, he has one surfboard body ass boy with your fish tits. <laughs> he, he's great dude, at talking shit, like, man. He's up there with LP and and uh, oh, dude, for Mike. sure. He could talk shit. He can he can brag till the cows come home. Yeah, he's a braggadocious guy. It's like, the only thing with this song though is it's kind of hard to tell the difference between the verse and the chorus. Like the chorus in terms of music. Right. Yeah. So it just kind of seems like the same beat for like two minutes, and he just happens to he just happened to write a great hook, so he goes to it twice, and that's where you know the chorus is. But right. Uh, yeah. yeah. The the shit talking. That's a great shit talking song. Lay up. Um. I love the electro bass. Is that an eight oh eight? The bass stuff. Uh. I don't know what man, an eight oh eight is. It's an eight oh eight is like a it's like an electric drum. Uh, patch, I think. So it doesn't do that super low bass shit. That's not an 808. That's like a synthesizer. I think, yeah, I think that's a synth. Okay. I could be wrong though. I don't, I don't know anything you about could, that. You stuff. could tell me anything and I'd believe it. Cause I don't know. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> it's, uh, how many dollars you give your best friend Brett on his birthday? Dude, I got a hundred Brett bucks with your name on it. Oh, dude. That's like ten thousand dollars in real money. That's ten thousand Lucas liras. <laughs> liras. <laughs> yeah, my money's uh, only exchangeable in, in Italy. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's unfortunate. It it causes some complications. Right. What was your uh, always, other choice, Nug? Uh, it was take it back, dude. I almost went with that one too. Like you said, it's hard to pick. I, I feel like diet it's, is an obvious one, right? I mean, yeah, that's like diet. He shows his whole range. He goes hard. So hard. He has some great lines. But then everything uh, else is on the same level, right? So it's just like, damn, like, how do, how do you pick another one? Yeah, Take It Back is a great, yeah. great song. Dude, I like the beginning where it kind of has that. It it almost sounds like a bit of a weird guitar or a synth or something. It's such a cool way to start off this song, I think. 
And when the drums come in, patriarch of the zoo shit. Yeah, dude. Ugh. Try to sue this. We end up on some sue shit. Sun sue shit. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is some about... major, major uh rhyming going on on this on this song. <laughs> I don't got candy, but I'll turn your head to gushers. I had to write that one down, dude. I love that line. <laughs> dude, like Ugh. It, and like there's a lot of stuff on here I don't know. Like I don't really know who Bubba Sparks is. Oh no. Uh, I think it was the dude. Was he the dude who did Drop It Like It's Hot? Am I thinking of the wrong person? Uh Drop It Like It's Hot is Snoop Dogg? No, yeah. I what am I thinking of? Bubba Sparks was a a white rapper. He did ugly Miss New Booty. Miss New Booty. That's the one I was thinking mm. of. Drop it like it's hot. I can't <laughs> believe myself. Yeah, and I don't know. But like, who's who's thinking about Bubba Sparks? Yeah, especially the line you know "uglier than Bubba Sparks." It's like, damn, dude, you gotta <laughs> like, jeez, man, yeah, I called the guy out. Him. He can't do anything about it. Oh, and then he, uh, the second half of the song does a switch up, right? Where it kind of it does like a sample of something, and then it goes to static, and then the beat changes, and Denzel's voice is suddenly modulated. It's like chopped and screwed. Kind of like he's like deeper. Dude, yeah. Is have you ever heard Chopped and Screwed? Uh, no. Oh, okay. It, it's it came out of Houston, but it's basically taking rap songs and slowing them down a lot, and to where the pitch is like, like that's how that's what they sound like. <laughs> right. And that's what yeah, that's what the half of the second verse is him sounding like kind of chopped and screwed, and the second half is like mouse voice. Yeah, like. <laughs> Like they they were just like, how many ways can we change your your voice for this song, dude? It's have you heard Quasimodo? He's another rapper. Is that Madlib? I I think Madlib works with him. Like I think he does his beats for him or something. Like Lord Quaz. Yeah, I think it's the same dude. Uh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good. He's got the high pitched voice for every song. Yeah, every song he's rapping like this. Like what it sounds yeah. like a, a baby robot, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's a uh, what totally what I felt like they were going for. That's just like let's do like chopped and screwed, and let's do fucking Quasimodo oh, after that. Dude, there is, I feel like there's a lot of Mad Villain influence on this record. Yeah, I I think they cited him as a influence on this one. Yeah, yeah, Mad Villain, Wu Tang, and one other sure. thing. But it doesn't surprise me, man. You listen to it. That's why it's weird to think that he does, Kenny Beats does mostly trap stuff because so much of this was like boom bap stuff. Yeah, or at least that's what I've seen on The Cave. I honestly haven't, I've tried to get into more of Kenny's stuff, but it hasn't really reached me like this album for some reason. It hasn't resonated. It hasn't resonated, but he's worked with people like Rico Nasty. Which I love uh, that record. I didn't know he produced that one. That was another one I listened to last year. I've been meaning to listen to that one, man. It's, it's really fucking good, man. I don't even know who Rico Nasty is. I, I don't know how I stumbled upon it, but <laughs> she has a song with Earth Gang on there that ended up being my favorite one. That's a really, really good record. And when I found out he did the beats, I'm just like, the beats were 90% of the reason I liked it. Well, what, you didn't like you didn't like Rico? No, Rico's good. She's She's really good. She's... She's talented. She can also write a really uh, catchy hook. Um, but, dude, if the music's not there in hip-hop, if the, if the beat isn't there, then I, it doesn't matter how good the MC is. I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah. It all starts <laughs> um, with that. Uh, it looks like it's so hard to find what what stuff Kenny's worked on. But he's 
has he, he he's worked with Freddie Gibbs? Yeah, he came out with uh, I mean, he came out with a, a album with O Three Guido or Greedo, which uh, yeah has Freddie on it a couple times, if not once. But yeah, he has Vince Staples is on that one. Maxo Cream is on that record. Um, Buddy, another guy I like, Buddy, and yeah, he's done stuff with him. He's done stuff with Key, like you said. And then, like, people I've never heard of. Hoodrich, Pablo Juan, Denzel. I think he I think he made a foot fungus for uh, Ski Mask, the Slump God. I don't know if you've heard that one. Uh, dude, Ski Mask is one that I haven't listened to yet, but I've heard a lot about. <laughs> He's a... That dude's a weirdo, man. Yeah, I've, I kind of haven't listened to him for that reason. He looks kind of like a weirdo. But that's, that's why he's cool. Though I haven't listened to too much of his stuff either. Well, he's from Florida too. Maybe Denzel knows him. Maybe, man. Denzel's from Miami, I think. Uh, so up, up, when when they released this album, they did a couple interviews and they said that they're going to make like an Unlocked 2. So I've been waiting for that. I don't know if it's been delayed by the pandemic. Well, there's an Unlocked 1.5 that just came out. Yeah, I saw that, which is uh, part of the reason why I wanted to do Unlocked this week, because that came out and it reminded me how much I love this EP. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, and this one's, it's, uh, what is it, like a, a remix album? Yeah, it's it's a lot of remixes. It's cool. They got uh, fucking Alchemist on one of the songs, which is awesome. <laughs> of course. Dude, Benny the Butcher is, he's fucking awesome if you don't, if you haven't heard him. Smino is really good, good new R&B. Joey Badass is kind of in that same Denzel scene of the some of the new MCs coming out that's not you know lyrically frivolous I'm gonna check well, it out I'm yeah, excited I, for that I mean I checked out the record it's it's pretty good you know I like some I like how these guys switched up the songs I think I especially liked uh cosmic and so incredible I think were a couple of my favorites but it made me just really want to listen to the original. <laughs> right? Yeah, man. When I saw that Alchemist and uh, Benny the Butcher were on here and they were on two of my favorite songs, Cosmic and Diet, I'm just like, ooh, this is going to be a good remix album. I, I usually don't care about remix records. Yeah, I don't either. But this, this one's about as long as the EP. So, you know, I, I thought I'd dive in and see what's up. It's crazy that it's actually f- it's four minutes longer. <laughs> so I guess there were other people that were just like, dude, I want just a little bit more. It's like, come on, come man. On. We, we can, we can put a little more in there. Oh man. One thing we didn't mention about this record is the album art, dude. How fucking dope is this? Art? Oh, there's one of the dude. It's like comic book graffiti. You, you can tell this is all Denzel, right? Because like, of course he would want this where he's, doing doing like a superhero squat with his fist glowing and a, a city in turmoil. Yeah, I think in uh I think in that Japanese food show I told you about, he uh mentioned that it's like that's his character from a manga that he's writing. The guy on the cover of Unlocked? Yeah. Like that's Denzel's oh. like uh superhero character. Is either like uh yeah, I think he he's either writing a comic book, a graphic novel, or a manga. I can't remember which one, but something that's illustrated it and that's like his better character. be a manga. I think it's a manga because they were looking at mangas at when he was talking about it. But yeah, I think it's like a character he created that he's writing. Dude, I'm 
I'm extremely hyped to check that out. It's such a, it's really, if, if all the artwork in it is, looks like that too, that'd be so fucking awesome. Cause this is like, yeah, it's like, it looks like comic book cell shaded superhero shit, but then in a graffiti style. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of in a, uh, very angle, <laughs> very angular, very colorful. I don't know, man. I don't know how to describe it, but it looks really good. Do you, do you know if Denzel is the artist? Oh, uh, man. I don't. That'd be even more impressive if he can fucking draw or paint like this, too. I don't know. I feel like that was probably probably not. I want, I want, to, I want to find out, though. I, I, I just love the color palette, too. It's like a lot of like purples and greens. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. And apparently it's like an homage to a, a 90s hip hop record by a, a duo called Organized Confusion, which I'd never heard of. Hmm. But it does look very similar. They're like one of them has like fists that are kind of glowing green with this like smoke fire coming off of their fists. <laughs> and it, it looks like a similar idea. But yeah, man, the artwork is so dope. Oh, yeah. Okay. Stress. The extinction agenda. Yep. There you go. Yep. Yeah. It looks like really similar. Well. <laughs> But yeah, the the, the well, Wikipedia doesn't say anything about the artwork. I wish it did. Dang. Yeah. Well, we can say something about our ratings of the album. You wish. That's what we can do. <laughs> yeah, you didn't. You didn't do it. You you refuse to give this one a rating. Nah, Is that what you're saying? I'm, I, this episode's gonna last forever. I'm not rating shit. <laughs> Just gonna keep going. An episode can't end without a rating. You found the loophole. That's right. I gotta keep you on. I can keep you on all day. <laughs> well I'm going to give it a rating and I'm going to somehow find a way to force you to do it I'm giving this one I'm giving this one uh, it's going to it's somewhere it's right between I'm going to give my first three digit ranking <laughs> it's an 8.95 <laughs> that is getting so extra at this point <laughs> I think we should move on to three-digit rankings, man. I think it's time. Oh, boy. Um, all right, Brett, tell me why it isn't a nine. Uh, just because it's so short, man. I just wish there was more. Like, it's it's one of the few times that I've wished an album was longer. Would you like it as much if they were more? You don't know. I guess not, but if they were doing... If they're making fire like this, if there were, like, three or four more tracks that were like this, then I don't think I would hate it. You know, that's true. But it's like, we were talking about with Limp Biscuit. It's like that album would be so much better if like they removed like four songs. So if this ended up being like 16 tracks, because that's what like a usual hip hop record is. It's like, there's going to be some filler in there. Yeah. And, and maybe with the, with the, uh, the way they were going about making this, they made, you said they made it in three days and, Denzel's basically freestyling on the whole thing. Maybe they would have run dry with with what was actually interesting for the tracks eventually. True. But, every, ugh, I mean, maybe it's a good thing from the album that every time I finish it, I just want more. I listen to it. This is the one I listen to the most out of any episode we've done so far. Because it's 17 minutes. It's almost bite size. Yeah. And uh, today alone, I listened to it three times in a row. Cause I was just like, I want to hear that again and read more of the lyrics. And after the second time I was like, all right, one more time. And I'm going to read the Wikipedia. 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it has a lot of replayability. Yeah. And y- you know what? I'm just going to I'm just going to boost it to a 9.0. I did it. <laughs> you you did it with your argument of replayability. I did it. Yeah, man. But that being said, I can't wait for unlocked too yeah i'm excited to listen to unlocked 1.5 and definitely unlocked 2 if they end up doing a full thing with new ones that's gonna be dope um i'm definitely gonna give this a nine um honestly i can't find anything that i dislike about it but it's just it's hard for me to like give it such a high rating because it seems like i do that with a lot of the albums i like it's like either a seven or a fucking 9.8 <laughs> well, because we bring on albums that we really like. Yeah. If someone else were bringing albums, our ratings would be a lot lower. I mean, it's true. We've seen that happen already. But yeah, man, I th- I think this is a nine point. It's almost it's a near perfect record for me. Well, I mean, I feel like I I was I was a little hesitant to rate it higher. But just because it's, you know, it's just at the end of the day, it's just kind of a braggadocious record. It's not really saying very much, you know, which is, I don't know. I don't, like, I don't need hip hop to, to have a message. I just need them to be talk about things that are interesting. You know, well, like I'm not going to walk away from a, you know, uh, uh, a fucking Bush album. And, and go, you know, they didn't bring up enough issues. <laughs> I was going to go, man, that fucking Glycerin song is fucking good. And just walk away from that. I mean, you know what? You used an extra decimal point. So you used my decimal point. So I'm not going to give mine a decimal because I don't know what I'm going to rate it higher than a nine. I can't give it a 10, but it's, it would be a nine point something. But you took my point. So I am forced to just have well. to give it a nine. Yep, mine's a 9.02. Oh, yeah, you did 9. <laughs> Fuck, you changed your score. <laughs> I'm still I'm still doing it. Yours is a 9.00 and mine's a 9 just a 9. <laughs> just a chill 9. Well, with that, we're going back to 9.001. Oh, fuck. That's a four digit rate. <laughs> Don't make me angry, <laughs> Lucas. You won't like me when I'm angry. You're taking I'll, my I'll... decimal from the next episode now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the podcast. You can find us anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, we're also on Instagram. We, we post all the episodes as well as some miscellaneous stuff. Sometimes Sometimes I get bored and post a meme. <laughs> That's at EBP cast. You can also, uh, find our personal Instagrams at John Luke Guitard. And Brett Hanrahan with three T's. Three T's, really? Yeah. Oh, Jesus the Christ. Two T's was taken. Of course. <laughs> Dude, randomly enough, I'm listening to a podcast, and they're, one of their go-to last names when they're trying to make up a name on the spot is Hanrahan. And it's been tripping me out every time it happens. What? Yeah. It's like the go-to for this one comedian on this podcast I listen to. And I'm just like, dude, he keeps saying Hanrahan. Like, who thinks of that name? literally nobody can pronounce my last name correctly they've never heard it whenever i say it they look at me like i'm a ghost dude it's not even that hard preaching to the choir 
Hanrahan <laughs> is like easy to me, and Indrakov's is easy to me too. I feel like Indrakov's like doesn't have any tricky stuff on it. It just has like a V, which trips people up. I guess I don't You'd know. You'd be amazed the the pronunciations I've had on my name. Indrakovis and Indrakovis. I'm just like y'all are literally adding letters. Indrakovis. Like people, y'all are making it harder. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, it is phonetic. Do you know what phonetic means? It's like Hanrahan is phonetic. Hanrahan. People are like, it's got a lot of A's. It's got three A's. Is that? I'm sorry. Sorry, my last name's not Smith. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, my name last name isn't like Tex. Yeah, just call him racist. I I will. Like y'all are racist against what? What are you German? Irish? What are you? Uh, some some kind of European. Ugh. Look, Euro, man, I'm Euro sorry. trash. <laughs> Euro trash is actually the name of my EDM group. That's a great. That that's a great name. <laughs> Thanks, man. You and Lily are starting an EDM group. Oh yeah the 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 name is great. The music is trash. Oh, that's I mean, if I, I if I had a nickel for every band where the name was great and the music was trash. <laughs> Oh man! Imagine dragons. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> that was my my favorite. One name. of the coolest band names. The forget we were promised jetpacks is a great. They're they're, they're, good, they're good. I like them. Yeah, yeah, dude. What are we uh, What are we talking about in the next episode? Well, that's up to you, bud. Have I not picked one? No, you you you. I mean, you have a whole list. You might. Why don't you just go to Google and just like. Do a dice roll from one to fifty or whatever. What do you think I'm doing right now? <laughs> one second. I did that with mine, and the number it came up with was like, oh, I don't want to do that one. And then I just picked. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, it's not even fair because I put fifty-one albums on here to to choose from. All right. I'm just gonna I'm gonna start scrolling down. Just, I'm gonna just, close my eyes. Just roll it once. Let's see what we land on, man. I'm just gonna close my eyes. Go up and down. I don't know where I'm landing. And if you choose one of mine, you have to do it. God damn it. I better <laughs> not. All right, here we go. Holy shit. Oh. It's so funny that it lands on this because we have news about this band kind of. Misfits, Famous Monsters. Oh, my God. It's Famous, <laughs> famous Monsters. Famous Monsters by Misfits. That's the next episode. And... uh come to the next episode to see what that news is Till, uh, next time on punk rock news we're gonna disappoint <laughs> you if you're a fan of the misfits punk rock any w's any yep yep all right well misfits is the next episode buddies all right this is this is actually will from burn band's favorite album of all time i believe no shit it's is uh wow. it's what no it's not famous monsters it's the first one american psycho no, like the first Misfits album. Oh, I don't even know. I don't know what that's called. Uh, oh, all I want to know. Isn't that, isn't that the one that's like, uh, you goddamn son of a bitch. You better <laughs> think about it, baby. Maybe? I, let me find it real quick because it'll be mad <laughs> if I don't. It's Walk Among Us. Oh, okay. Well, I got a got full it. disclosure. Yeah. I mean, again, the reason I put it on the list, this is probably my favorite misfits record well all right man and i can't wait to get into why oh buddy you just wait punk the punk rock news has a lot to do with it (laughs) 
Well, buddies, thanks for listening. Check us out on Instagrams. Uh, and the next episode that we actually have coming out is not going to be about the misfits. Is it? Yes, it is. Sorry, but never mind. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. We're recording. The- <laughs> Wait, are you trying to do a promotion for the one yeah. that's coming out next in our real lo- timeline? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I just realized what this I was is doing. Coming out like two weeks after. Ah, all right, I realized it. I realized it. I caught myself. <laughs> All right, buddies. See ya. Bye. Three.